Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working in cities all over the United States, you've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberger. We're so grateful you're joining us this afternoon as we are going to challenge you in an area of your life that all of us need challenging in. I think it's important to note that Jesus talked more about money and possessions than he did about any other subject, including faith and love. Why did he do that? Well, we're going to find out why he did that today. We are, and we're really looking forward to that. But listeners, um, one of the things I just wanted to point out today is I want to encourage you, if you are not already getting our blog on a weekly basis, to subscribe for that. It's very simple on our website. IWorkForHim.com. There's a blog button. You can go there and subscribe. And uh, that just is another way to stay up to date with um, maybe this conversation of connecting your faith and work, as well as finding out about some of the shows you may have missed during the week and uh, what's happening. So it, I just want to encourage you to connect in that way through the I Work For Him blog. We got on the line with us today, Luke Andrews with Inspire Advisors, a longtime sponsor of I Work For Him. Luke Andrews, welcome back to I Work For Him. Amen. I'm glad to be here. Always look forward to it. So uh, looking forward to what's going to happen today. Yeah, you never really know, do you? I just ask you to this trust me, don't I? Okay. <laughs> yes, you do. All right. Yes, so I, before we really, I really am excited about the conversation, talking about biblically responsible investing and your move to inspire advisors and, and, and just the the power behind the money that God has asked us to steward. But before we get to that, I really want to talk about your role within I Work For Him. We've become... Very good friends over the last, really, it's been almost a decade when we first met, but nine years or so. But since I work, Ren's been on the air almost seven years. We've become really good friends, and it's impacted you and, 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 and us, this whole pursuit of helping Christ followers connect their faith and their work. Look, you joined our board of directors a couple of years ago when we became a nonprofit, and just recently you mm-hmm. have taken the helm as chairman of the board for I Work For Him. Why did you do that? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, and I'll take us back to our first conversation about it, but, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture where, uh, not scripture, but, you know, it's funny, scripture, it, it should be scripture, that mm-hmm. God doesn't call those who are qualified, he qualifies those he calls, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you had thrown it out to the board, and there, there's people on our board that are very, very talented, okay, that are probably perfect for a chair role in a sense. And for me personally, I offline after that call, I reached out to you and Martha and said, listen, you know, I know this is the first person, the first role for our board, you know, first time we were going to to bring in a chair. And I was like, well, you know what, if no one else um, steps forward and says, hey, you know, they want to take it. I said, I, I don't feel I'm qualified, you know, to do something like that, at least at this stage of you know, my involvement in a board and, and, and just, you know, I just didn't feel I was qualified. And then, um, you know, you said, you know, let's take time. We'll pray about it. And, um, and that's really kind of how we left it. Let's just pray about it and see what God does. And thank you for offering and, and kind of being that inaugural board chair, but let's pray about it. And then it's interesting how, you know, just things started lining up the next two weeks and me understanding that I, I may not be qualified, but, you know, God will help 
if this is what he wants me to do to be that person for I work for him to kind of help lead as a board mm-hmm. board chair. And then, um, you know, over that time, there was a door open that kind of gave us both Jim and Martha and myself gave this, you know, this uh, look into this window where maybe I wasn't necessarily qualified, but you know, God did reveal some things to us by bringing on a meeting that we had, and it kind of opened my eyes to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not the one who's doing this anyway. I'm just going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we, I, we agreed at that time that, you know what, maybe, maybe I am right for this for this inaugural position of being a board chair. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's interesting that I, I didn't think I was qualified, and, and nor do I still think I am, you're right? But but God is revealing and he's showing and he is leading in different ways that's qualifying me in a sense, I guess, right? Um so that that's interesting, you know, how it all came about and where I'm at today with it and I'm 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 inspired to to just continue to research and and to study what that role is and and I'm growing into it. It's interesting, mm-hmm. you know. So well, and one of the things I think a common theme for I work for him is obedience and just saying, okay, Lord, I'm willing to do this. You have to show me and, and I'll be along for the ride. And, and, um, I, we really appreciate that in you as well as you lead the board of directors. Yeah. You know, Luke, I, I know you've got a passion for money, uh, a passion for helping Christ followers and pre-believers as well to invest their money in a in a fashion that is glorifying to God. And in fact, so much so that you recently moved to become part of Inspire Advisors. And and before we really talk about that, I want to talk about the 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 reason I work for him is on the air. You know, we, we talk a lot about you know connecting our faith and our work, and we talk a lot about with you. We're talking about biblically responsible investing and and making sure that our money that we're investing for retirement and other things isn't also going to support the enemy's agenda, uh, mm. which is which is something that is just staggering that so many Christ followers across the globe are be, are investing in companies that are investing in things that are contrary to God. Yeah. But it's all yeah. about introducing people to Jesus. It's all about us living out our faith and our work so that people can meet Jesus because Jesus is the hope that they need. Jesus is the answer that they're looking for. They're asking questions of hope. They're asking questions to be rescued from the hurt that's in their lives. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about as an as a financial advisor and you're helping people with their money? Have you ever mm-hmm. thought about how becoming a leading voice in the biblically responsible investing world will help Christ followers who are working with you to be more bold in sharing how Christ has made an impact in their lives. Have you, have you thought about that? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know how deep I've thought about it because I, I kind of just feel like, again, just being called to do this because, you know, we, we all have other friends that are investment advisors and we're all called to do different things. It doesn't mean one is right or one is wrong, right? It just means if God has put it on your heart, then you need to go. And that's really what it boils down to me at inspire advisors are, are, you know, I like to say that we inspire believers to connect their biblical values with their investments, Mm. inspire advisors. We're inspiring believers to connect their biblical values with their investments and it's the same connection with i work for him in treating our workplace as our mission field 
you know, um, you know, Pastor, I always reference Pastor Jeff because he's a great teacher, someone that, uh, you know, he's the leader at our church, senior pastor. And he just made something, you know, when he was talking about sharing our faith this past weekend, you know, he said, what if I was to offer each person in here $1,000 for every time they shared their faith with someone today or, or over the next month? You know, how many of you would be motivated to get out there and, and start sharing what God has asked us to do as being disciples and, you know, to go ye therefore and share, right? And, um, you know, he prefaced that with, I'm not paying you anything, but, you know, you get the <laughs> idea that what's our motivation to do what we're called to do? What's our, what's our, what's our ultimate agenda? The other thing, you know, I, I shared that with someone and someone had said, well, I'm not motivated by money. I said, okay, well, look at it like this. Let's just say everybody you talk to has cancer, right? We don't wish that on anyone, but we'll just, it's just an illustration. But if everyone that you talk to you knew had cancer and you had the antidote to actually heal them of their cancer, as you're talking to them, would you keep that antidote, this secret, this cure for their death, their ultimate, mm. you know, death, their ultimate, um, you know, they're going to die sooner than because they have this cancer. Would you share that you have the cure for cancer with them? And, um, you know, that's that's really parlays into what I work for him is about. We have such a great opportunity in our workplaces, not just in an office. OK, when we say workplace, just like church, we're not really talking about the church building. We're talking about us. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about our workplace, this could be out on the road. This could be as you're stopping to fill up your gas tank. This could be, you know, as you're calling customer service of one of your suppliers. You know, this is what I work for him is all about. And it's, you know, I did go buy the domain invest. I invest for him because uh -huh. it's 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 the perfect segue. These things go hand in hand. Hand. Um, our mission, our mission field is 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 daily around us and what we're doing, and that's right. that's the I work for him message. That mm -hmm. is our goal is to get people's eyes opened up so they can see mm -hmm. them. You know, one of the things that most of us almost never think about is that our four one as uh, our four one k and our four hundred three bs. We don't think about what it's invested in. We just want it to grow and grow fast and big so we can retire fat and happy. Well, most of us don't really want to be fat, but just happy. But do we realize that 70% of the retirement assets in the 401ks in this country are controlled by people who identify themselves as born-again believers? Over 70%. And most of those assets are invested in companies through mutual funds and ETFs. Big word, right, Luke Andrews? All right. Yeah, it's a big word, everybody. The, these companies either directly sell or indirectly support issues or products that are contrary to anything Jesus supports in our lives. So what do we do? How do we live this part of our lives, which is relatively out of our control, for the glory of God? I mean, we're working on our workplace mindset to shift it from a mission field to shift it to a mission field mindset. Mm -hmm. But what about our 401k mindset? Hold on as Luke Andrews with Inspire Advisors joins us to talk about how we can move our retirement assets into biblically responsible investment platform before we retire and do yes. it in a way where we can glorify God. Luke, welcome back to I Work For Him. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed the first segment and uh, looking forward to picking up here. Well, and, and I, I want to answer that question. How does mm -hmm. moving our investment portfolio to a biblically responsible investment 
platform. How does that enable us to engage others in conversations that can lead us to sharing about our faith in Christ? Have you thought about that? How does this create a segue in conversation? Well, um, you know, it, it, well, it's interesting, right? So, you know, all, you know, as, as you're a believer, we're called to be good stewards of no matter what we have. And one of the things that's been that I've wrestled with sometimes is is called, you know, it, am I blessed because I have, you know, I, I my kids go to this certain school and I live in this certain place and I have this certain job and I have these certain opportunities. Is that a blessing or is it a responsibility? Right. Mm-hmm. So I can look at it as a blessing and then maybe that, that just kind of shuts it down and I just say, hey, Lord, thank you so much for these blessings. Or am I looking at it as a responsibility that, Lord, you have you have you have you have given me these uh, these opportunities or whatever it is, these circumstances, because you've asked me and told me to be a good steward and to be responsible with them. So with your investments, it's, there's, there should be no difference. You know, we want to honor God by our tithes, our offerings, our, by prayer life, um, you know, how we support different ministries, how we volunteer, how we go on mission trips. You know, we're looking to glorify God in all that we do. But so, so, so little people, so, so few have ever come across biblically responsible investing. And, and, and just so for our audience that doesn't know what that is, biblically responsible investing is really, it's the process of handpicking the best companies from all over the world who are a blessing to their employees, their communities, and, and the world around them. So we're, we're handpicking these great companies, but at the same time, we have to exclude then companies that are engaged in unbiblical business activities, such as profiting from abortion drugs or even the equipment used for abortions. You know, you know not going into the details, but the mm-hmm. you know just the stuff that that, that abortion people use to uh, remove uh, an abortion, um, pornography, alcohol, gambling, tobacco, you know, anti-family values, anti-family entertainment. So we exclude all of these companies engaged in unbiblical activities, and we align ourselves with and handpick the best of the best companies from all over the world that are glorifying God. Not in a, Okay, so not, just not to get this confused, we, you know, um, when, when we say a biblically responsible company, we're not saying that the company – um, has a Sunday service, and, you know, or they have a, a mm-hmm. Bible study for, you know, for all their employees. And, you know, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying that the company has has chosen not to partake or engage in any of these immoral business activities. So just to make sure that's clear. So so we're trying to find companies that are, in a sense, glorifying God and how they treat their employees, their communities, and their world and making the greatest impact for God's glory. And well, we're and, able and to do that, yeah. Isn't it true, though, that some companies, and Martha, tell me I jump in here, I, I keep jumping in front of Martha, I'm sorry, baby. Uh, isn't it true, though, that some companies, they're, it's not that what they're doing as a company is opposed to anything biblically responsible. It's how they invest their profits. Then, how they're investing. So after they're making their money, then they, the money they're giving to nonprofits that support abortion or support uh, a, a radical sexual agenda or support pornography or support uh, drugs yeah. or tobacco or or things that are going to really destroy families. I mean, that it's yeah. it's not only like it's not just companies that. Yeah. are out and mm-hmm. out investing in those things. It's companies that then take their extra cash and invest yeah. in them. 
Well, yeah. So, so, the, and that's a good point. I, I'll give you a good example. We have a we have a client, right? Um, he wanted nothing but biblically responsible investing. Praise God. A lot of my clients do, which is great. Um, you know, and you know, he, he does a lot of church building all over the world. And the last thing that he the last thing that he wanted to do was he didn't want to have a return on his investment portfolio, right? That's why we invest. That's why you give money to a financial advisor or your four hundred one k is because you expect a what a return on your investment. That return on your investment is a is cash proceeds that the company has generated that you know that that they're sharing in those corporate profits with you. So. But he didn't. He 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 said that. Look, what point does it make if I'm building churches all over the world, but I'm taking money that profits that I've received from the abortion industry, or from from pornography, or from the sale of tobacco products, or or um, or other agendas, or companies that are supporting agendas that completely go against God's biblical truths why would i ever want to take profits or my return on my investment mm-hmm. we'll just call it dirty money or whatever and then go build a god's church and say hallelujah glory glory all be to god you know i'm not saying that you know there's now that you know there is an issue with that you shouldn't be doing it but sometimes people just you know they, they don't even know what they don't know Right. And, um, and that's yeah. why I love having this conversation is because we're just opening the eyes and, and having people go, Oh my goodness, I never even thought about the money that's sitting in my 401k. Like, like yeah. where those profits are coming from. So, yeah, you're sorry. not alone. That's, yeah. That, that, that is, that's, that's, that's our nation in a nutshell. And it's not a, it's not a, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means, Hey, once you've heard this, hey, mm-hmm. let's let's let's. Some people actually immediately, you know, it's kind of like when Jesus called certain disciples. Some of left everything and just walked away, and then the rich young ruler, he's like, "Man, I got too much." I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So so sometimes there are people that are going to hear this message and they're going to make a decision right here on the spot that holy mackerel, I've, I've got some things I got to change. And there's others that are going to want to seek more information. And both of them are right, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them are right. The, the only person that that I that I would challenge to say maybe you want to, you know, consider uh, praying more is those that say, well, this is just kind of hocus pocus. There's no way to do all that. There's not a there's not a real responsible way to you know to go fully biblically responsible investing. And I, I wouldn't have changed my entire business model. If I didn't think, number one, if it worked, which mm-hmm. it, which it absolutely does, but secondly, if it wasn't truthful, all found throughout Scripture. If you seek, you'll find. That's what, and the door will be open. You know, that's, that's Scripture. Right. So, well, you, yeah. and, and I think I don't know. If we've answered the question yet, but I, I, you know, the question on how does having a biblically responsible uh, investment portfolio, how does that enable us to have? conversations with people how does that enable us to live out our faith more effectively where we work and where we live and i think we're going to do that there in the next segment but i want to make sure before we run out of time right in the last couple minutes of this segment that we that we really talk about what can people do about this because look if somebody's got their money tied up in a 403b or a 401k and and they're not 59 and a half they can't do anything about that right Hmm. or can they well, it is it is a little more challenging, okay? So, you know, but there there are, I mean, there are options out there. So, you know, for example, if you have an old 401k that you left your employer five years ago or a year ago, six months ago, and you kind of just left this old 401k sitting out there, um, that is a, a perfect opportunity to roll that in or transfer it into a, um, a traditional IRA 
which keeps the same, you know, tax um, tax advantages of a 401k, um, you know, but it is a little more challenging if you work at a, at a large company um, that has their own 401k, um, you know, there, there are some things that I don't, I mean, if you want to talk about them on air, that's fine. But if somebody is really, really interested in, in getting together a plan and trying to figure out how they can engage the CEO or the president or the CFO or HR on how they can, um, you know, speak to their to some issues that they're seeing in their portfolio and what can be done about it. I'd be honored to help steer that conversation. Now, Luke, a couple of thoughts I was having is we've got people, as you just mentioned, if their money's tied up in a 401k and they're still working at the company where it's tied up in their 401k and they're not 59 and a half, they can't do anything about it. But if they've got an old 401k from an old employer, they can invest that take it out of that company and invest it with you or somebody else that's got a biblically responsible investing platform. But of course we prefer that it would be you, but yeah. there's, uh, there's, we're also coming to the end of the year. We've now are entered into early November and a lot of people are thinking, well, I know I need to make my IRA contribution or my Roth IRA contribution. People can start right now with their, if, if, if they're making, Payroll deduction for their 401k, they can't fix that. They may be able to influence the HR director to talk to the investment company about choose, getting a biblically responsible investment option within mm-hmm. their 401k. That's something you can help them with, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what I was getting at in the last segment is that if you if you are if you want to engage your CEO, CFO, HR manager, whoever else, you know, president of the company, if it's a small company, there are ways. You know, we just transferred a 403B plan for a church and a school um, that wasn't biblically responsible, but now they are, which is outstanding. And um, so we can transfer, you know, transfer and take over the management and build a BRI platform, even for 401ks and 403B. So I want to make sure that's clear. Um, that, you know, if you are in an organization, maybe it's a smaller one, small to medium sized business, then there are opportunities. If the president and CEO, if they're believers, once they hear this message there, I, I can guarantee they'd be challenged. Number one, they're going to go to their current advisory firm and see if they can in- implement a BRI platform, a BRI model that they can plug into. And if not, then then we start having conversation about transferring the 401k or 403b plan. But this is something that people can get started with today with their Roth IRA contribution, their IRA contribution, any money they're investing outside of a locked-in 401k, right? Correct, 100%. So, yes, if you have have a 401k plan, then already with your employer, then there's not a – you know, you can can open up a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, but you may not get some of the tax benefits just depending on some things with a traditional IRA. But, yes, you can. If you're making outside contributions to a regular brokerage account or if you're making outside contributions to an IRA, a Roth, or a traditional – um, we can actually transfer those. Well, here, here's the first thing. I always tell any anybody that's interested in, in, in feeling led to implement biblically responsible investing is I ask them about their current financial advisor because this isn't just about Luke. It's also about teaching other Christian financial advisors how they can implement a BRI um, model or BRI opportunities for their clients 
um, through their firms, and that, that's really important. So if you if you are listening today and you do have a Christian financial advisor and they love the Lord and they want to serve the Lord, then go to them and talk to them about biblically responsible investing. And if they can implement biblically responsible investing at their firm, run with it. If they can't, this is when you would talk to someone like me or someone else that specializes in biblically responsible investing. So, so Luke, hopefully the, that, yeah. at the end of the last segment, Jim gave your phone number incredibly fast, and I'm guessing yes. that there's a few people that didn't get a chance to memorize it. So yeah. if you would just take a moment and let people know how to get a hold of you. Jim, I'm not criticizing you. You just had a lot of words to get in there. So, yeah, um, so listeners, here is your opportunity to write down Luke's number or put it in your phone right now. Yeah, so it's 727-798-4188. That's 727-798-4188. And uh, although I'm based in Florida, I have clients all over the United States. So mm. don't don't feel like if, you know, oh, I'm, I'm in, you know, California or Washington or New York right. or whatever. I have clients all over the country and I can service and help and answer questions for anyone all over the United States. Excellent. And they can also find out about you on InspireAdvisors.com, InspireAdvisors.com. All right, look, but there's good news. If somebody's 59 and a half, they've got an option that, that they can deal with this right now. Yes. I love uh, I, I love having those conversations because, you know, most of the time the the investor has no idea. Right. They're, they're, they're kind of in the 401k and and they've invested in the 401k for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And and they're they're looking towards the finish line. You know, 59 and a half, you, you are starting. You're kind of finishing on that last lap of the of the mile run. Right. You see the finish line for what we would call uh, your retirement. And, and then, so if you're 59 and a half and you're listening today and you are being led to, to take an evaluation of your current portfolio, um, first off, I will screen your portfolio for free and give you a report. No obligations, no cost. Um, it's usually 24 to 48 hours. You would just have to re- get a hold of me by the, the cell phone number, 727-798-4188. You can text me your name and your email address and I'll email you and you can just send back your portfolio and I will screen that for you and, and kind of show you what's in your portfolio, which you've probably never investigated, where and what kind of issues you have inside of your portfolio, what percentage of your assets are being invested in immoral businesses, and then give you a proposal on a truly biblically responsible investment portfolio. So so if you're 59 and a half, I encourage you, if you're being led by Holy Spirit, email me or message me first and and then I can give out my email but um you'll send me your portfolio I'll screen it and then if you are 59 and a half you can actually do what's called an in-service distribution an in-service distribution allows you to roll over a portion or all of it sometimes it depends on your plan with your employer but a, usually a very large percentage of your 401k can be rolled over to a traditional IRA outside of your company 401k to someone like myself who can then implement a biblically responsible investment strategy aligning the portfolio with with biblically uh biblical values and which is really really neat and if you if you're not 59 and a half you can't do it but if you are i encourage you i highly encourage you to take advantage of that opportunity okay so i just want to clarify 59 and a half or older 
or do you yeah, have to just older, be yeah. 59 and a half? <laughs> yeah, or older. Yeah, good, okay. good point. No, I know there's some very, very smart people who are just thinking, well, I'm, I'm 60. 60. No, you're good. No. You're good. Or just literal. You know, I don't want to just older, be so yes. literal that we miss the point because I know a lot of people right. know that that uh, is a big threshold for things to happen. So, right. um, and I if just, you're, if you're just turning 59, that's okay too. You know, it's a, because it, this has really started planning. It's a planning right. process. If you're 58, if you're 57, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just a part of planning. Don't, don't hesitate reaching out to me. I guess that's the most important thing I want to get out there. Well, yeah, because that's one of the things when people are working with, um, a financial advisor, it's, that is what a huge part of it is the planning and knowing what's mm-hmm. ahead and knowing, okay, I can't now, but uh, let's be prepared for that day when we can make some changes and what else can I do in the meantime and starting those conversations because still being educated is a huge part of the process. We all need a great yes. education for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> but Luke, seriously, you, you've hit the nail on the head when it comes to, as Christ followers, everything about us should be changing. Not only our attitudes, this whole Romans twelve two shift, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, that, that things need to happen. We've been given an opportunity to Get a new mind, a renewed mind. As Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that applies to our money as well, because our money talks. And it all, I mean, people can say you can always see what your highest priority by, by looking at your checkbook. Well, today, maybe your debit card, but for sure, <laughs> by looking at how you spend your money mm-hmm. and our portfolios, our investment portfolios also are an indication of where our hearts are at. But a lot of people don't realize how yeah. sideways their portfolios are. Let's just talk about um, the impact if Christ followers in this country, Luke Andrews, who can be reached yes. at inspire advi- inspireadvisors.com or at 727-798-4188, if you want your life transformed, call Luke, 727-798-4188. He'll tell you about Jesus, and he'll tell you about Amen. biblically responsible investing. But if every <laughs> Christian in this country invested with a biblically responsible focus, what would our country look like? How would it impact our country? The culture would it dramatically would shift. And, you know, and that that's part of this biblically responsible investment movement is there. It, the only way the shift will take place is if we have billions and billions and billions of dollars being moved out of your regular asset they're your fund managers and 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 people are starting to recognize and take a stance you know the, these fund these portfolio these mutual fund managers they have their 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 sole goal right every mutual fund has what's almost like a mission statement you know what's the purpose what's the goal of the fund and that fund manager his only objective is to follow and meet the the actual overall fund's objective it could be income it could be you know growth it could be um, conservative, you know, conserve. So that's the only thing that they're concerned about. Um, us as believers, you know, in Ephesians five eleven, it says, "Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness." You know, Proverbs sixteen eight: Better is little with righteousness than great riches with injustice. You know, God has called us to to be 
stewards of what he's given us. So if all Christians, I think the number is like $29 trillion are somewhat controlled in the households of those who would call themselves believers. If this country, if the believers in this country or Christians in this country took a stand and they started demanding things that they didn't want in their portfolios, we could change the, the we could shift the culture of this country by using Wall Street. It's amazing. It could happen. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is happening right now as this snowball starts to build as we're going down this hill and gaining momentum. Oh, and I, it is super exciting. When you imagine and all of a sudden stocks are being sold because people are like, I'm not investing in that anymore. I'm going to invest over mm-hmm. here. People start to watch that kind of thing, and and it, and it impacts culture when Christ followers take a stand. And for too long, the people who are opposed to us, the pre-believers who are definitely working for the enemy, because Jesus said you're either for him or you're against him. So those who are against Jesus have been profiting and supporting their radical anti-Jesus, anti-Christian agenda with our money. And that's got to stop today. But so many of us Jesus followers, so many of us who identify as born-again believers have been investing our assets, our hard-earned money that the Lord has allowed us to steward, and we've been investing them in things that completely supports and funds the enemy's agenda. But, you know, doing it naively, Jim. Of course. That's all the con- right. that's you the and I were doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't a... Um, oh, look what you're doing conversation. This, no, this is, is not a shake of my finger you, deal. Did you have any idea? Did you did even you, consider yes. th- where the profits are coming from or where the mo- yes. the profits are going? No, because and, I always thought it'd be great. Wow, I wish I had bought Microsoft stock, you know, back, you know, in 1979 or mm-hmm. Amazon stock, you know, 20 years ago or Google stock. 20. But you know what? I know what those companies stand for. I, I, I guess I don't... I, I, I know for sure where Google and Amazon stand for it. They're the they're huge purveyors of pornography, huge mm-hmm. monstrous purveyors of pornography. And yes, I would have made a lot of money in their stock, but it goes to support things that absolutely destroy people. So, Luke, how well, do- that 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 and think think about this. Think about you know as you are getting a return on that investment, and you're and you're paying your and you're taking tithes and offerings from the profits of your portfolio. I mean, you're you're taking one bad to try to apply it to good, and um, you know it's just it's kind of like a commingling effect of taking money. It's almost like the you know gangsters in the old days, right? Uh, I don't know, probably still exists today, but as they're you know they're they're giving the the uh, you know churches or priests and these different people all this money, almost like a forgiveness of sins, and and the church just willingly accepted it in those days, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know that's so. So you're taking your hard-earned money, you're you're investing and expecting a return on your investment, and it's coming from uh, pornography and abortion, and and also supporting agendas you would never support. And then you're taking it and then trying to put it to good. And I'm not saying you know those are all bad things. Just like I like how you pointed that out, Martha, is that you pointed out it's 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 an awakening, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a hey, you know, did you know? Not. Right. You know, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You know, um, it's did you know that you're likely almost almost all of us on this call, even myself and G, like Jim and you, you mentioned mm-hmm. it, is, 
you guys, you were invested with me yep. in those portfolios and we're not anymore. Praise God. Yep. Um, you know, but it, cause it, it just, it was just a revelation, right? It was, it was the unlifting of a veil once we really studied and prayed about biblically responsible investing. And that's really the challenge of the audience mm-hmm. is, is the listeners, um, is just take the time, take five minutes to take the inventory on your portfolio. Yeah. You know, it's not just a ticker symbol. It's not just a weekly amount or biweekly amount that goes out of your paycheck and goes into some place you have no idea about. A lot, a lot of investors that are invested in their 401ks, that, that you hear a lot of that. I have no idea. It just goes here, and I don't know what I'm invested in. I did a target date fund. It says target date 2025, and I don't know. And I think that's so, one of the things, yeah. Luke, is that so many of us have become disconnected to our investments. It's almost like the people that say, oh, I don't get involved in politics, yet they care about the outcome. <laughs> yet you know, their investments and, are and involved in same, politics. Well, but it's the same thing with their investments. I don't really get involved in the nitty gritty, but I just care about the outcome. And really, I, I'm reminded of a wonderful book and an author that we interviewed a couple years ago, Dimas Salaberrios, and he has a book called The Street God. And he talks in there about how he was a drug dealer and he got saved and he went to church and he was tithing on his drug dealings. Mm. And although it was great for the church to get that tithe, they went Mm -hmm. to him and they said, dude, you can't be doing this. You know, there, there's a, I mean, I don't know how they, I don't remember, you know, but it's like that whole well, point. Like it's like, dude. so this, so that's a very tangible thing. We can see that and we can yeah. make an easy connection. But I think with our investments, we're like, we're, we're at arm's length. We're, we're not yeah. so connected to it. And so this is an opportunity. And I love the fact that you will help people do this simple screening to start yes. the conversation. Look, I, I want to make sure we answer the question that we've been, you know, Telling people we're going to answer. How does having a biblically responsible portfolio help us to engage in more conversations about Jesus in our workplace, in our neighborhoods, even in our small groups? How how does that help us? There's a great saying that, and I'm even teaching my son this, any opportunity I get that, you know, sometimes you have, sometimes, you know, it says always share the gospel and then sometimes use words, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like the whole walk the walk, you know, your actions are so loud, I can't hear you, you know, you know, you, you know, on one mm-hmm. hand, you're, you're telling me you're living the right way. And then on the other, I'm like, no, you know, you're not, man. I mean, you know, so if we're always self-evaluating and taking a self-inventory on who we are today and who God's calling us to be. You know, we hit on it earlier as Romans 12, too, is do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we should be, that. that's almost like a daily inventory. It, you know, it should be, you know, a scripture where we're looking at daily. And, you know, and that is an area of my life that I'm always, you know, and it's, and it's not me, um, you know, thinking of where, where, where am I, you know, need to improve that Holy Spirit is pointing those things out to me and I'm listening and, you know, and then I'm, I'm, I'm prayerfully going in and studying and trying, you know, like prayer life. That was one big thing that God has recently put on my heart. So I went and started studying the prayers of Jesus, you know, is there not a better person to study than Jesus and how he prayed? You know, so, you know, so and that that's and with biblically responsible investing, there is an opportunity 
to tie in your faith in everything that we do. And then, you know, you, you, I work for him, you tie in your workplace and connecting your workplace with who God has called you to be. And then, and my mission and God has put in my heart and I've taken a drastic change in what I was doing for the last four and a half years in my practice to now completely changing it and, and, and doing it in a way that I'm trying to connect what I learn on Sundays into my life every day. And for me, it just happened to be that I have an opportunity to share, to enlighten uh, investors or believers that what they're invested in now matters according to who God has called us to be as well. So hopefully I answered that question that, you know, there is that connection, right? There's that connection about who God has called us to be in all things that we do. You know, First Corinthians ten thirty one. whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, we do for the glory of God. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking um, just as a as a practitioner, you know, in anything that we're changing in our life or adjusting or maybe just involved in or spending time in, those things are going to come up in conversation with our friends. And um, I think that if if we're learning about biblically responsible investing, allowing that conversation to happen naturally when we have friends over into our home or we're talking about it at at work and around the water cooler, you know, um, that whole idea of just saying, I think, Jim, that opens the door for the conversation about Jesus is saying, you know, I learned about this thing where my investments are actually, you know, not aligned with the things that I believe. And so I'm making some adjustments and it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I think that that can lead to the conversation about, about the, the Bible. All right. So Luke, before we run out of time, we're talking today with Luke Andrews from InspireAdvisors.com, InspireAdvisors, InspireAdvisors.com. <laughs> you can get all of Luke, 727-798-4188, 727-798-4188. If this conversation has intrigued you and you want to find out more, I'm hoping that you will connect not only yourself with Luke, but maybe your friend who's an advisor, financial advisor with Luke, so Luke can talk to them as well. But... Let's talk, just remind people, Luke, one more time about this in-service distribution, a way to rescue our 401k assets out of the hands of the enemy and invest it in things that don't support his agenda. Yeah, so if you are 59 or 59 and a half or older, as Martha did kindly uh, point out, (laughs) I I highly just, you know, take a stand today. Like Jim said, there is $21 trillion in the household of Christians invested in 401ks or brokerage accounts or IRAs. You have an opportunity, really, you have an opportunity today to take a stand and say, I'm not going to profit from pornography and abortion and gambling, alcohol, stuff that rips families apart you know I'm not I'm gonna take a stand today and I'm I don't need to profit from those things and the great news about it is is mo- most of our models are beating our benchmarks mm-hmm. so we can beat a benchmark and if you don't know what a benchmark is it's it's just in the investment advisory world uh, we, we all have to kind of, we have a goal right or we have we have like a baseline we're trying to uh, uh, right. you know monitor ours or compare ourselves to hey you're running um, out of time you're running out of time tell people how they can do an in-service distribution with you quick you got 20 if seconds you're 59 and a half all you have to do is call me and I'll tell you exactly what to do it's super simple 
Awesome. That's an in-service distribution from your 401k. He could also help you if you maybe you run a nonprofit and you've got a, a 403b that needs to be taken care of. Luke can take care of it. He can help you understand biblically responsible investing and turn your portfolio right side up and in alignment with the kingdom of God. Luke Andrews with InspireAdvisors.com. Thanks for being on iWork for him today. Amen. You got it, guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity. 727-798-4188. That's how you get hold of them. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at IWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com. IWork, the number four, him.com.